You are listening to Hashtag Fly with Prerna Goel, award-winning entrepreneur, investor, philanthropist and co-founder of Clinica Phi, India's first truly virtual eye and face corrective clinic. Welcome to Hashtag Fly with your host Prerna Goel, a podcast where I celebrate fabulous people in their 40s and go on a journey of self-love. In this episode, I have a very special guest. Her name is Pashmina Barker. She has achieved great success in the fashion industry and made a mark as a model working with some of the most renowned designers and choreographers in the industry. She was the best ramp model and first runner-up of Model Hunt in 1994 and a finalist in Glad Rags India 1996. Her impressive modeling career includes working with designers such as Manish Malhotra, Rohit Bal, Tarun Tahiliani, Sunit Verma, Manish Arora and Satya Paul to name a few. She has also been featured in leading magazines like Femina, Vogue, Cosmopolitan and Glad Rags. However, her passion for working with children led her to pursue a career in education. She ran her own preschool for 5 years until the pandemic hit and now she has completed her masters in special education. I'm thrilled to have her on my show today to share her incredible journey and insights into working in the fashion industry and education and her own journey of remaining fabulous in her 40s. Please welcome Pashmina for today's episode of #fly with me Prerna Goyal. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So let's start with this concept of turning 40. There is this inherent pressure we all feel when we reach certain milestones in our life and 40 is obviously a pretty big milestone mm-hmm. especially for we as women our bodies start changing and there's a lot that has happened in our lives. So what was your experience like? Did you feel any kind of pressure when you were turning 40 and why uh, do you think there is this pressure? No, honestly, uh, no. I <laughs> sorry, but for me, no. I didn't feel any pressure. Forty, maybe now since I've turned forty-five in Jan, yes, forty-five, but not forty, because I think I was one of the very few lucky ones who always was fit. Being in industry of the fashion industry and being a model, I think I've always been fit. So for me. it wasn't really a milestone i was looking at i think for me the challenge was that i had to keep up my body and keep fit right through because of the industry i was in and luckily through over a period of time i stopped modeling and then i got into teaching and that kept me even more fit because i get to run around with the children i teach so for me it wasn't really a milestone that i looked at but yes 45 and being in the 40s yes is a bit of a challenge and so what changed when you turned 45 so it looks like your milestone was a little bit delayed than most of us yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes so what changed uh, and why did it change i think what changed was like i said i was one of the lucky few who everyone used to envy and say oh how do you eat anything and everything and stay so slim and i think for me um, i have a very high metabolic rate but once you turn 40 41 i think it starts slowing down and then you start taking for granted that oh i can still eat anything and not put on weight and then you get hit by the weight and say oh okay let's take a step back and start to reanalyze everything and say okay maybe it is age catching up so you need to start 
taking more care of yourself, working harder, work out, eat healthier. So I think all that became a lot more prevalent to me by the time I was 41, 42. I get it. I get it. And what about your friend circle, right? Like, did you feel your friends had this perception of turning 40? Were there, were, was there dread in their minds? that? Maybe yes, there was. Them? Yes. Yes. Quite a few of them had it. And in fact, I had to say that, listen, I think it's mind over matter. And that's the way I look at things. I think if you feel young in your head, you feel young overall. And you <laughs> that's the way I look at things. So yeah. I used to convince them and say, listen, you can enjoy yourself. You can uh, eat anything you want as long as there's a balance of workout and eating right, eating healthy and giving time to yourself. I think that's very important. Yeah. I know we all have crazy schedules and once the kids come along and then you've got work-life balance, you've got a house to run, you've got pets to take care of. I think you need to pull out a little time in the day for yourself, which is very important. Yeah, and I think that makes perfect sense, right? And I think physically, if you're not feeling energetic enough and strong enough, then it has an impact mentally as well and vice versa, right? It goes Exactly, both. exactly. So there is definitely a physical element here, which is, you know, if you're not staying fit, if your body is not where it needs to be, it can cause you to feel a certain way. Is there is there a mental thing here as well, which is the expectations society has maybe or what we have been conditioned to believe as well? Most definitely. I think in the generation that we're living in right now, I think a lot of women face the social pressure because you're exposed to so much of social media now and you're constantly being judged. Whether it's your group of friends or you're posting a picture that you're thinking twice or thrice about how many likes am I going to get and what are the other people going to think. So I think it's an overall pressure that everyone feels. And you need to be mentally strong and be confident with who you are as a person to not be bothered by what other people think. Regardless of what you know, shape and size you are, I think you should be comfortable in your own body. And I think that's a very important, it's a hard thing for a certain person to do. But if you have the right kind of support, the right kind of friend circle, I think you can overcome that and then just be comfortable with who you are. Yeah, and I think what you're alluding to is this concept of self-love and self-acceptance, right? Um, yes. In your life, Pushmina, being in the fashion and modeling industry, which is a very difficult industry to be in, where you are, as you said, always judged, no matter how fit you look, what you look like, you're still judged. How did you get to that place of self-love and self-acceptance? What was your journey like? I think for me, I've always been surrounded by a very positive uh, group of families and friends and colleagues in either the fashion industry and, you know, now with me teaching. I've always attracted the right like-minded people as me. So I think that made my journey a lot more easier, especially when you're around the same lot of people with the same energy and the same vibe. It mm. takes you into a, a much easier, smoother transition into each stage of your life. So the power of the tribe and the community that you hang out with is what you're talking about, right? Most uh, definitely. Yeah, uh, one of my previous guests talked about it and there's a really good book called Atomic Habits. I don't know if you've heard about it, but it talks about that you become the person that you surround yourself with, the kind of people you surround yourself with. And I think 
what you're saying, it, it goes both ways, right? Like it's not just that you become them. You also can help them become who they want to be. So I think that's great. Yes, exactly. You do. I think you're right. You do help those people because especially I've had a lot of friends who have had a difficult time and they message me in the middle of the night or the next day saying just thanks for the talk. And I said, but what talk? We didn't have any talk. And they're like, no, just the being there and being you and not put on. There's no show about you. You're just who you are. And uh, that gives us a lot of strength to be who we are. We have the confidence to say, okay, if someone like you can handle it and not be bothered about what other people think, I'm sure we can take that step. So I think it's very important that it's a mutual understanding between friends and colleagues and everyone. Yeah. So what is your perspective on aging in general, right? We obviously started with 40s and then we started talking about 45. And But, you know, aging is a very a sensitive topic uh, for a lot of people. What What's your perspective on this? I think for me, uh, like I said, it's mind over matter. It's how you look at age. I think it's a great thing to get old and age gracefully and um, take each year as it comes. I think you should embrace each year and be open-minded to say, okay, by the time I'm 60, I might not be able to do the stuff that I was doing at 40, but I can still try and maybe not in the same quick pace, but at a slower pace. But I think your mind also has to be a little more younger to be able to not freak out and say, oh my God, I'm turning 50. Oh my God, I'm turning 60. I think your mind plays a big part of it. Yeah, and I think an interesting thing is, and this is again came up in one of the previous conversations, and I strongly believe in this, is we focus on things we cannot do, but we forget about the things now we can do because we are in that age group where previously, you know, maybe we didn't have the social standing or the financial background or access to a network or access to things when we were younger, which we couldn't do. Now we actually can do that. So I think we need to also start focusing on things, the whole new world that opens up as you get older and not just get hung up on things that you can't do anymore, maybe because whatever, physically or mentally you're not there anymore. But I don't think people look at it like that to then. No, not at all. But you are right. By the time you get older, okay, 40s to 50s, 50s to 60s, you're more financially stable. Your family is all together. You've built your whole empire by now. So I think, yes, I think the challenges that you face, you can tackle, you can take them on. And uh, yes, physically, like I said, a, a little slower, but everything else, I think you're ready to go. So I don't think getting older is a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. It's a, as somebody, as someone once said, it's a blessing to be to be given the chance to get older, right? Not everybody gets it. So it's <laughs> so true. It's so true. <laughs> So changing gears a little bit, when you were younger, is there one thing that maybe you paid a lot of attention to or you have seen people pay a lot of attention to that as you get older, you realize that it wasn't really worth the amount of time and attention you gave it to? Not really. For me, no. For me, like I said, I think I just took eating junk and eating everything for granted and then as you get older you take a step back and say whoa okay slow down and and change gears and start eating a little bit healthier but I think for a lot of people everyone has a different outlook to age and I think that people should realize oh god it's not such a demon to turn 
you know, the big, scary 40 that everyone looks at it. I think you should take it in your stride. I think a lot of people build themselves up into such a tizzy and such a stressful situation when they reach that big number. And then once they get to it, they're like, oh, it's not so bad. (laughs) We do that with a lot of things in life, right? (laughs) Yeah. Bigger than it needs to be. And you're absolutely right. When you actually get to that point, you realize, I don't know what the fuss was all about. So how do you stay fit and fabulous, both mentally and physically? You talked about Uh, you you live a fit and very active lifestyle. But uh, peel the onion on that for me. So uh, I start my day with yoga. And uh, then my day, I'm constantly on my feet because I run a school. So I'm running around with the kids. And for me, mentally, being with children is my greatest high. I love working with them. So for me, I, they keep me grounded. And I'm down to their level. I work with an age group of three-year-olds to all the way up to six years old. So I'm constantly surrounded with the pure innocence and the joy of life that I see from them. And I learn a lot from them. So for me, mentally, I think for me, that's a great high. And that keeps me going. And of course, doing all the physical activity with them keeps me going. And then once I'm done with school, which is around one o'clock, then in the evenings, I'm busy doing activities with my son. So we play football, we go cycling, weekends are busy with cycling and swimming. So just full of activity. Amazing. And as you said, right, uh, you're surrounded by kids of all age groups. And I think that probably really helps you put things into perspective, doesn't it? Definitely, most definitely. It it also gives you a great reality check because when you're surrounded by them, you get downright blunt answers and questions from them and then you take a step back and it's like, oh, this is what it looks like from their eyes. So, you know, maybe maybe life is not so bad when you get older and then they look at you and they're looking up to you. You're their first teacher. So it's it's a great balance that I have and I'm blessed to have that. Yeah, I think it's an interesting point. Person, I don't have kids and I'm not really surrounded by kids, but I can see how it keeps you, one, young at heart, but two, it also keeps that uh, sense of wonderment and that sense of curiosity alive, right? Because they're always curious about stuff. And as we age, we tend to get really jaded by life and, and everything around us. Yeah, it's a part of my day that I look forward to every day because I know it's not the same monotonous job that I have or, you know, dealing with the same people. There's always something new that I'm learning every day from them and watching them, even with the simple questions that they ask. It's strange, but it's fascinating at the same time that the kids notice what I've worn a week before or how I've tied my hair or if I've cut my hair, we don't notice that. We just we just go on our day-to-day basis. But for a for a four-year-old and a five-year-old to notice that and come up to you and say, Oh, you're looking nice today, or or why did you not wear that? That's my favorite color. It just takes you back and makes you think, okay, it's great that I've actually made that effort because somebody else, including my little ones in school, are taking notice of it. So it makes a big difference. Yeah. And adults don't take care of or notice anything in life. <laughs> so Not at all. They're too engrossed with everything that's going on. Yeah. I think my husband, even if I like completely shave my head and come, he'd probably not notice. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so tell me a little bit more about the school. It sounds amazing. Tell us about the school. What is it about? And sure. So it's a pre-nursery school that was run by my mother-in-law for the past thirty years, and then recently, when she was retiring, my family took it over, and I run it. I've been with her for many, many years, for about fifteen, sixteen years with her, and I've grown as a junior teacher all the way up to running the school now. and uh, we work with um kids all the way from 2 and a half to 6 year olds and where their first teachers before they enter the big scary school that they go to so where where their first introduction to education awesome that sounds amazing do you provide them with any alternate education type of techniques is it more traditional what what's the usp i suppose of of your uh, our school works on a web basically a mix of montessori and playway method so when i say playway method we're both experimental learning so for instance if we're teaching them concepts of addition or we're teaching them numbers and colors or fruits and vegetables we use it in an experimental form uh we change the entire school into a market and we get them to bring coins to school so there's the concept of numbers and counting and then they buy their own fruit and vegetables so while they're touching and feeling and experimenting with what vegetable it is instead of just looking at it as a picture they're learning by touch and feel and calculating coins and money so the maths comes into play and the language comes into play while you're naming each alphabet and fruit and then the color comes into play when you're looking at the colors and the vegetables so it's a mix of everything nice i wish i had that kind of education i went to more traditional school and when i see some of the methods that are being used today i think they prepare kids so much better to deal with what life has to throw uh, at you versus what at least i was taught so that's yes awesome. education has come a long way and in fact i'm glad that even india's opened up to the fact that you know you can have not the straight and narrow rote learning for your child and you can have a different stream of education which makes your child completely overall uh independent and uh able to tackle anything in life with life skills that they've got yeah yeah so coming back to the topic of age <laughs> so is there another age in your life that you would like to go back to or is there an age that you're looking forward to actually they're both i would love to go back to the age of when i was just entering college because um I was still modeling I was new in modeling back then but uh I didn't have so many responsibilities I was carefree I was able to travel and do everything and mom and dad had to take care of everything <laughs> and at the same time earn my own money and use that to what I wanted to do so I enjoyed that stage I'm honestly really happy at the age I am right now so my 45s to 50s is up for new change new challenges i've just completed my masters in special education so i'm loving the age i am at right now that's amazing that's a great segue into our rapid fire round actually because i want to ask you some quick questions about you and yourself and where you are at in your life So don't think too much and uh jump right into it and it, let's have a little bit of fun with it. Is that okay? Sure. Okay, so what's your go-to beauty or grooming product? Uh sunscreen. 
Oh, I love that answer. <laughs> Given that I co-own medical clinic, which is all about how you take care of yourself, we always tell our patients, if you want the best anti-aging product out there in the market is sunscreen. And that's all you need. So that's awesome. What's the best piece of advice you've received about aging gracefully? Embrace it and uh, don't freak out about the wrinkles and uh, just basically take it one day at a time and embrace it. Amazing. What's your favorite way to dress up or accessorize? If anyone knows me and if you ask anyone about me, it's me in jeans and a tee. Oh, perfect. Comfortable, authentic, and you can run around like looks like yes. you have to do a lot of. Which is yes, I'm in, I'm in jeans, a t-shirt and my sneakers. Anyone would tell you. <laughs> What's the best book you have read lately? Honestly, the latest one is <laughs> my son and I reading Into the Wild together because I'm getting him into reading more and more. So both of us sit and read that together. Nice, nice. I think that's a great way to spend time with your son, but also read something which is as inspiring as that book. And the final one, what's your favorite way to stay connected with your friends? Go out and dance. Hi, another way to stay fit and, and <laughs> Yes, because <laughs> my husband's a DJ, so I make it a point wherever he is per week I go. That's, that's my cardio I get in. Ah, brilliant. I see a pattern there. It looks like majority of your life revolves around staying fit and active. I think that plays a big role in how fabulous you look. So, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> thank you so much, Pishmina. I think before we sign off, anything else you want to share about the topic of self-love, self-care or turning 40s or anything you've learned in life that you think our younger uh, listeners who are not yet there would benefit from uh, as far as this topic is concerned? I think the one thing I would like to tell everyone, especially our younger listeners, is don't be in a hurry to grow up. Enjoy each phase. When you're in your 20s, it's new, exciting. It's got a lot of challenges coming in your way. Don't be scared. Embrace it. And don't be in a hurry to go to the next level of finding a job. Enjoy college. Once you're done with that and you do have a job, then go to the next level and enjoy that. Take the challenge of the new job. Tackle any task that comes your way and work your way up. I think, like I said in the beginning, it's all about full package that you have. Your mind has to be strong. So give yourself time to step away from the craziness of every day. Give yourself time to get to know who you are and be comfortable in who you are which I think is the most important. That way, you're not worried about the peer pressure. You're not worried about social media. You're not worried about other people and what judgment they have on you. If you as a person are comfortable in who you are. I love that advice. Build the foundation, build a strong foundation. Take time to solidify and, and internalize that foundation and then build on top of that as you go through life. I think that's just perfect because when you do that, it gives you time to understand yourself better and what you want from your life better. And then aging is just a part of life, right? It's like any other part of life. Love it. Thank you so much, Prashmina. That was amazing. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much to my guest, Pushmina Barker, for sharing such inspiring and thought-provoking insights with us on Hashtag Fly. We hope that her message on the power of self-care and self-love resonates with all my listeners out there. 
As she rightly pointed out, self-care is not just about physical fitness but also mental well-being. And it's important to make time for activities that we enjoy and keep us moving. From yoga to cycling, swimming to dancing. There are so many ways to stay physically active and enjoy the process. But what truly touched my heart was her emphasis on living in the moment and being grateful to all the blessings in life. Her passion for working with children and the joy it brings to her life is truly infectious and I think we can all learn from her example. So, as I sign off for today's episode, I urge all my listeners to take a moment to reflect on their own self-care routines and find ways to incorporate more moments of joy and gratitude in their daily lives. Thank you for tuning into Hashtag Fly with your host, Prerna Goyal. I'll see you next time with yet another exciting and inspiring episode coming to you very shortly. Ciao!